As everyone knows, we at the Designated Drinker Show are dedicated to raising the bar on craft cocktails. How do we do that? We strive to always introduce you to the most inspiring guests and entertain you with our intoxicating boozy banter, while Gina, as always, serves up her tips and tricks to crafting her delicious creative cocktail recipes. But now, now we need your help and just a little bit of your time. We'd love to hear what you think of the show and to find out what you want more of and even what you don't. So please head over to designateddrinker.show to complete our listener survey. Because what you, our loyal listeners, want is exactly what we aim to deliver. I promise it will only take a few minutes of your time to complete the survey. And for doing so, you'll receive an exclusive invite to our Let's Get Twisted Cocktail Hour, a live online interactive event with me and Gina. We'll be serving up some fun times as we try to answer your questions, deal out a few fun cocktail facts, and of course, share plenty of good laughs. While Gina, as always, doles out her tips and tricks and shows us how to craft three amazing cocktails. Yep, three. So head over to designateddrinker.show, dish out your thoughts, and we'll see you at the Let's Get Twisted Cocktail Hour. Now, the date and time will be determined by survey participation, so go do it today. And hell, share it with your friends, your family, clergy, postal worker, dog walker, I don't know, anyone you know who appreciates a tasty cocktail and some intoxicating boozy banter. We really can't wait to hear from you. Welcome to the fourth annual Designated Drinker Show Tipsy Tomfoolery and Tryptophan Friendsgiving episode. We have the podcast Raising the Bar on Craft Cocktails, and I am your host, Louise Solis. And with me is one of my favorite people to gobble until we wobble with. Don't know, there's no reason to change this intro in from last year. <laughs> totally recycling. She is and always will be the gravy on top of my turkey, the nutmeg in my pumpkin pie, and the marshmallow on top of my sweet potatoes. She's my very, very talented friend. She's the mixtress DC Gina. Hey, Louise, how are you today? I'm good. How about you, love? Good. Sorry if I'm a little muffled, everybody. I have my mask on because we were in last call in Washington, D.C. I know. We're all a little bit further away from each other as well. Yeah, we're in the same room, though. I'll take it. Being in the same room, mask on, better than being, you know, 500 miles away from each other, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a good good time to be grateful for something, yeah? Yeah. Tis the season. Yeah. So this... As always, one of my favorite, favorite episodes of the year, if for no other reason that we get to hang out with Dwayne Fester. Welcome back, Dwayne. Happy Friendsgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Louise. I, I'm not the pumpkin to your nutmeg. <laughs> well, if Gina's my nutmeg to my pumpkin pie, you can be the pumpkin pie to my nutmeg. I think that is right. I, you know what I am? I'm, I'm, I'm the fat back to her greens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I appreciate you, Dwayne. Please, you're kidding me. You can be the you should be the marshmallow to my tea. There it whatever, is. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Float your boat on the Thanksgiving episode. It's amazing to think this is four years, four four times, right? I know it's our fourth year. Yeah, yeah. It is our fourth year. It is. It is. Except I wasn't invited last year. Nobody was. Who was invited? No, last year. year. Was you? Yeah, it was you? It was the you year were, before. Were, yeah, it was me. You stretch. stretch. We were in, yeah. the, um, we were in, in quarantine. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did see, get invited. You did. I had a link. At, see, I am family. You I are family. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like a true Thanksgiving uh, moment where there's like some, some like, no, you didn't. Like some added drama. And then we could like, see, put it away. It's Friendsgiving. No, that's, that, that's what family's about. You got to be able to be raw and make mistakes in front of your families, fight about it, make up at the same time. It's, Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what today's about. Family. That day. Friends family. and family. I mean, family is uh, it's tough, right? Say family one more time when they drink a shot of Grandma Nye. I swear. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is, that, you know what? That's what we should be pushing for 2022 is the fact that if you do say the word family, then you need to get a shot of Grandma Nye. And Done. You, and yeah, that's about, that's about what we should be doing. I don't even see it. Where is it? It's right there. <laughs> it's everywhere in Last Call. Where? Where? It's everywhere here. It's in it's in the um, fiber of the being of the building, if nothing else. <laughs> All right, I got something to talk about for Thanksgiving because I'm like I'm like stressed. I don't know about everybody that's listening, but like Thanksgiving, I'm grateful for my friends. I'm happy that everyone's here, but I feel very stressed out these days. 
I feel like there's a lot of pressure now on this year. Sit on my couch, Gina. No, I'm serious. I think that there's a lot of pressure this year because this is the year where you're allowed to go back and you think you're supposed to just pick up where you left off. And I don't think that that is like exactly what's going to happen. I think everyone's putting a lot of pressure on themselves to make this insane, you know, Thanksgiving table or make these great, unbelievable plans. When really, you know, you haven't really seen a lot of people. A lot of times, this will be the first time a lot of family will get together in almost two years. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling, I feel pressure from that. I feel like a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of pressure that's coming. And like, also, you know, what has happened to everybody, you know, during this pandemic? You can't just like not address it, right? I feel like, dang, this is a frenzy. I'm, I'm so happy to be in this room with everybody, but I'm thinking like, you know, how, how do you, how are you going to do that? Like, how, do you have any plans or is it, is it just me? Am I, am I the anxiety in the room about this? Cause I, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I, maybe because 20 years, a military spouse, there was never, I mean, very seldom, only at one period of our lives were, was it expected that we would be somewhere for the holidays with family. It was more, if we came in, if we had the ability to be there, it was like, oh my goodness, they're here. So often in my life, it was, I didn't have the pressure of the expectation of being there, but on the flip side, then you miss out on being there. That makes sense. It's a whole nother set of things. And so maybe that's my, I guess. We're so what do, you, what do you do for Thanksgiving this year? Like you're going to friends, you're going to like. Yep. Yeah, we're just doing a really small, low key in somebody's backyard that has a heater and we're just all just staying local. So it's I mean, going to be a regular Friday night for you. Pretty much. And then what about for you, Dwayne? Like, do, what do you think? Well, first thing I'm going to do is address, you asked, are you just the nervous person in the room? And yes, you are, but that's you. You're always worried about every little detail to make sure that everything goes perfectly, that everyone's comfortable, that everyone's, Absolutely. you're always worried about everyone else's experience, right? Yeah. So that's not unique to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, True. But you have to be concerned, right? Because no one knows what everyone else is, has been doing. If you're bringing people in from far away, they're, they're jumping on a plane and flying in, that's a whole anxious situation in itself. Um, luckily, this year, everyone in my family that would normally visit is um, a bunch of nervous Nellies as well. And so, you know, uh, people are, are taking different steps. Last year was, was very different, but it wasn't horrible. We cooked, we ate, they cooked, they ate. We were able to interact. And I mean, unfortunately, some, it, it's been okay just to see someone yeah. Uh, even on a screen and interact and tell them I love them and share. So it doesn't replace the face to face. Like, like being in this room is awesome to be in this room with you guys. But it's noted that we are further apart from each other than we normally would be. So yeah. there's there's stress within the room, whether it's do I have something? Do they have something? We're doing the right thing to keep everyone comfortable, but it's still not comfortable. So being in the same room with people and distance, I'd rather be at home on a screen and everyone feel comfortable with the situation they're in instead of forcing people into an uncomfortable circumstance. Because some people are gonna be uncomfortable. If you come to my house and I invited you, I'm, I don't wear a mask at home. Yeah. Wow. Right? And then you feel uncomfortable to take your mask off because you don't want to offend me, but you, you're like, I don't want to be around people without the mask because I'm, so, there's a lot of pressure with the new protocols in face-to-face -face gatherings, even among family and friends, that it's much easier to have a plan to meet and greet virtually where everyone can be comfortable in their own standing. So I'm all for everyone getting a chance to go back out and see each other. But I think that the face-to-face -face situation is a more stressful situation for many people than the virtual. Interesting. I so I feel, I, 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 totally, I totally feel that way. And I think it's only because, like, I think I was getting so comfortable. And then now it's gotten a little bit colder. You know, we're here in Washington, D.C. It's got a little bit colder. Naturally, people get sick in the colder weather. And now you're starting to see it, like, all start all over again. Like, and <laughs> I don't think. Someone sneezes in your house. You're like, oh, my God. I know. Oh, you, my God. I know. And then it's the other kids. thing. Wrap up the kids. Wrap them up. Right? Because they're not. My kids haven't gotten their first vaccine, their first shot yet. 
And get the <laughs> fuck out of my house. You can't sneeze in here. No, and I was kind of like, I'm just making me nervous. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling like a little like stressed about it. And I'm going down to Florida this year. Oh, COVID. I know, which is even crazier. But I'm not getting on a plane, but I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be going. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling like even even the planning is stressful. I talked to my wife. You're like, is all right. For whatever reason, this weekend, who's coming over? So-and-so. Are they vaccinated? We're, these are conversations we're having. Yeah. You know? We're, and and we're, we all understand that it doesn't matter if they're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. Like, all of a sudden, there's a line drawn. I don't want to hang out with unvaccinated people. Yeah. What? Where does that come from? It's like, it's like new segregation. So, oh, it is. Yeah, it's like this. Hey, how could you be? Yeah, that's another crazy thing, right? I like, guess the other thing. I don't want him in my house. Why? Is it because he's black? No, because he's not vaccinated. Chances are he's a white anti-vaxxer. I guess to your point, too, is that, you know, Dave and I don't have kids, so the added stress of that, that worry, because your child can't be vaccinated. In my house, we're all vaccinated. But, I mean, it's just because it's just Dave and I and the dogs. Are so, your dogs vaccinated? Do you know dogs can get covid there's a really small, small chance. And early, early on, they had like a couple of cases. And it was very rare. They can't get it, but they can carry it. Fucking carriers. Oh, yeah. I heard about that thing, too. Oh, I don't know if it's real. Who knows? Yeah. That people pet your dog and they have COVID and you pet your dog and you can get COVID from petting you. I'm like, so then, <laughs> so now I keep Ralph in, um, well, I live on a farm, so Ralph only sees <laughs> the ducks and the chickens. And I mean, when he sneezes, I'm like, you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My chickens, a hawk. This, yeah. Had my chickens this past week. How many? Oh no! Four, oh, four no. birds. Hawk had all of them. Lost two. You lost all your whole flock. All four birds. Oh, you have four total. Yeah, I only had four. Remember, <laughs> my farm's in the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my farm's not a sanctioned farm, but it was so sad. I was so furious because the hawk ate my food. Listen, I got a hot, I got a handle on a on a chicken farmer that's uh, downsizing their flock. So I have one, one and a half year old birds that need homes. Yeah, they're laying. I'll take them. Four? Four. <laughs> Done. Awesome. Done, we're gonna broker birds on this episode. Chickens got some. That it, don't edit this out. We are brokering birds. That's awesome. Yes, yes. No, that's awesome. I'll but, take six. Yeah, mountain. Two for the pot, four for the coop. <laughs> oh! Um, <laughs> hers, she has, um, she's beautiful, actually it's beautiful. She has, it's called um, Vineyard View Farms. And um, she's got a beautiful flock, but she has like something like 200 and something birds. We gotta get now. her on the show. Yeah, Elena Bastiani, she's amazing. But she's like, she called, I called, her sister called me, and I was talking to her, and she's like, yeah, Elena needs to get rid of some of the birds. She has too many birds. I'm like, well, I'll take nine. And they're like, she's like, why? I'm like, mostly because of the movie Bridesmaid, when uh, Melissa when, when McCarthy. Was, McCarthy says, she's like, how many of those dogs did you take? She's like, I took nine. It was an over, <laughs> an over. I took too many, but I took nine. So I want nine now. I want nine more birds. I want four birds. That'll bring me up to 30 birds. You got 30 birds? I have 20. Well, 29. I had 22. I had 22 birds. Hawk no, I had, had 20, two. I had the <laughs> hawk. I, got, I lost two birds this week. I was telling Louise when I was on the phone with her earlier this week that there was a chicken head in. Was it you? I was saying there was a chicken head. No. no, somebody else. There was one of the, the birds. So a hawk, when a hawk takes your bird. Yeah. Hi, hey, welcome to Thanksgiving talk. When uh, um, a hawk takes your bird, they pick up your bird and they go really, 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 really high up in the sky, like crazy, almost like you can't see them visible, like with your eye. And then they basically decapitate your bird right then and there, drop the head and take the, and take the body away. So normally they'll drop the um, head somewhere between, I don't know, people, people say like 25 feet, to 50 feet within the coop range. And sure enough, there was its head, like. Well, maybe oh it wasn't God. a hawk for me. I just had piles of feathers remaining. Oh, you might have a fox. Oh, yeah. But do you have a pen? Yeah. And it wasn't a fox. It's probably a hawk. Who knows? Huh. Well, the hawk, I, I know where the hawk lives. I know where the protected hawk lives. Hey. So you don't have the so you legally have a, protected hawk. So you have a run, or you do free range? I do free range. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, they just they just eat everything. So what's your setup then? Because I've free, seen yours. So mine is a free range, but we have an electric fence that we move 166 foot fence, and we move that fence around the coop like every. I just did it actually this weekend. If I had a 160 foot fence, I could put that around my house. I um <laughs> twice. 
I don't think so. It comes at a price. I live two hours. What's the point of moving the pen? I'm what? sorry. What's the point of moving? The oh, because you want them to get fresh, like bugs and stuff from oh, the grass. Oh, interesting. Oh, that makes sense. So you're constantly moving so they can eat the, oh, that's the cool. bugs. So that makes shit sense. Shit everywhere. Yeah. What? They shit everywhere. They well, do. Well. Well, you keep them in a confined space. <laughs> I mean. Remember. They don't have much choice. Remember, I don't live on a farm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They will. They will. You're right. They will. But. You know, like that's why we put pine needles down and all the stuff. I mean, whatever. I, I take weight. People tell me I take way too much care of my birds. But hey, man, you got to care for your food. Also, oh, yeah. speaking of that, you guys want to talk about the turkey shortage? What is that? Oh, you I guys, know. You guys feeling that pressure? No, because turkeys are still 39 cents a pound in my in my grocery. Are they? Yeah. yeah. You? Yeah, the same. They had quite a few when we went. I, I heard the same thing, and I was like, oh, do I need to buy it now? But then I'm like, how do I keep it for that's, that long? That's, I mean, I don't have room. To they're keep. trying to create their own bus because so, last year they got stuck with so many birds. Yeah, because like no one. Like Costco was selling turkey through June yeah. at reduced pricing. Yeah, so, so they, yeah, there was a, but yeah, there were, the commissary is filled with them. And I did have that moment of, oh my God, do I get it now? But if they had this many, paper. yeah, I was like, if they had this many, the major grocery stores have to be fine. And so I didn't get one. Because again, I don't have a place to keep it. So I didn't realize how cheap turkey was, right? It's like when people say, oh, turkey's up. And they're like, oh, it's, that's not true. I know how much it costs wholesale to run a restaurant, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, not in like the consumer market where I'm like, okay. How much does turkey normally cost? What's the deal that you get on turkey? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think I saw for some of the um, bigger, it's like a dollar or something a pound. I was, in, I was just about to say, the restaurant owners are paying more per pound for whole birds than consumers right now in a weird, weird switch because oh, I really? go into Restaurant Depot and yeah. all my friends own restaurants and they're like, oh yeah, turkeys are really cheap. They're like $1.30. I was like, well, no, they're 39 cents a pound if you go into the grocery store. Yeah. And they say right now they're limiting how many you can buy. Like but, toilet paper. <laughs> but, but after, you know, after Christmas, it's like, please come take these turkeys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I find I just, I find the whole thing crazy. I mean, I, I realize that now the building, the whole lumber thing was all like a scam. And that they always had plenty of lumber. It was nothing to do with it, but a Canadian company owns most of the forest or the it's lumber yards. Yeah, all it's in. It's all tariffs um, and taxes. They're, in the south of North Carolina. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever driven down the East Coast and you drive on 95, you will see all the lumber, the lumbering um, farms, yeah. I guess. And they're completely full. They're huh. just not milling or doing anything. And they drove the prices up. Yeah. So I've decided that I'm going to buy lack all of the alcohol and then not give it to anybody. What? <laughs> Do you think it was lack of labor or was it? I think it was all just bullshit. Hmm. I think a lot of it, in my mind, at this point, is bullshit. People wanted to make their make money. They knew that people were going to do projects. They saw that everything was going up. It was just a way to do it. And it's like, I don't know. Some of this stuff now, for sure, is a problem. Like the cost of-, of beef, all of that, is because people haven't, they didn't raise any animals because they didn't start them. They're a year behind. Like, it's going to take time for all that stuff to become normalized. But then, you know, now you also have inflation that's going to happen. That's going to be Yeah. Remember, <laughs> government subsidies have switched, right? Yeah. So, I mean, look at gas. Yeah. Gas is a subsidized commodity that we use. But now there's billions of dollars. If you go buy an electric vehicle right now, you can get close to $10,000 in incentives between uh, federal and local incentives if you purchase an electric vehicle. Oh, but gas is yeah. over $4 a gallon, you know? So... Well, I, I, I see that the same way. Manipulating trends. Yep. Well, I, I see that as um, kind of the same way they did with tobacco. They taxed the hell out of tobacco to get people to stop using it. <laughs> that didn't happen. But that, I mean, that is the same mechanism. I'm right. not saying, you know, I mean, I think it probably helps some, but not. It, I would think that taxing tobacco had a, I'd like to think, let me put back up. I'd like to think it had at least a long-term effect because I think there's fewer people, especially younger than us, that smoke than when we were there. No, now they vape. What's that? Yeah, they now vape. They vape. Now. Yeah. Now they yeah. plug in. So yeah, tobacco, true. So Very the tobacco true. companies are actually geniuses. They're like, oh, right, don't smoke it anymore. We'll fucking make it into liquid. Yeah. And give it a fun flavor like bubble gum. Yes, it's terrible. It doesn't, and, that doesn't go stale. Yeah, it doesn't go, now they have, yeah, it doesn't go Pack, stale. Packaging, yep. yeah. smaller. Yep. Now they can keep it forever. Perfect. Recharge. Be, be environmentally responsible. Don't throw away those cardboard boxes. Oh, my God. Recharge your pen. Seriously. Your pen. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, also they call it a pen. Yeah. So fucked up. That's like, that's like chips in Vegas. You're not spending money. Oh, it's just a chip. Yeah. Oh, well, so credit cards. It's just a nickel. Yep. It's a nickel. Yeah. Yep. Credit cards, too. Exactly. Because it's not... You, Money's not real. Yeah. Now, see, this feels like Thanksgiving. That's what you're talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> You don't just talk about also like, feels like we're old. I am, I am well, old. I remember back in the day where we used to have them cigarettes. <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna say that I wasn't like a big fan of getting totally drunk and like having a cigarette outside of my friends. Like that was fun. But we smoked the cigarettes, it was good. It but, tastes, it tastes yeah, like. and then now that's that's over. All the fun is over. No, now we can puff on bubblegum, man. Yeah, no, that's disgusting. That this kills you even Oh, sooner. you tried it? Huh? Have you tried it? Yeah, I tried it. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> it's fucking gross. It's chemically. Like, I don't like, um, I don't like any of it. I don't like the marijuana like that. I don't like anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> How do you like your marijuana? I do like my marijuana and gummies. It's very great. <laughs> Listen, I would 100% like to say that um, that is fucking awesome. Like, I had to, like, spend my entire childhood learning, well, childhood, my teen years, teen and becoming a young adult, how, how to roll a blunt or a duchy or whatever. Now the kids, you fucking literally you take a gummy and you're higher than you've ever been in your life. Great. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I just want to hear that great one more time. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I sound bite. the best thing, the best thing that this government has done period in my lifetime is the fact they're going to legalize something that should have been legalized a long time ago, right? And some states, you can just walk into a store and purchase what you want. And some states, you got to get a medical card. And, and I don't say that you should drive over a state and I don't think you should drive and do it. We know all those things. But if you can, like, help people that are very ill with marijuana or help them with, like, anxiety or stress in a natural way instead of all of these opioids and, you know, chemical blockers and all this stuff where it's more natural, I'm for it. Why, why do you have to go the medical route? Why can't you just say, see, that's why we fight at the Thanksgiving table. You, you justify it with all the medical reasons, but all you really want is the access to go and get high. Forget what people's personal reasons are. People want to go get blitzed. I think controlled versions of gummies, THC, all this stuff seriously helps with people that have like like high stressful jobs, right? Let's go. Let's just go jobs. Like you have a super stressful job, it is so much easier to have like a little bit of marijuana versus a fucking bottle of liquor. You know what I mean? Like or opioids. People really get into it because of based on stress, you know? And, like, I just would like to see, you know, people have a good time. Like, our big, like, mo- like we're, we're in a place where people, can we please party, is, like, our fucking mantra here, right? Like, that's what we, that's what we do. But, like, I don't know. It's kind of, how do we get on the gummy train? I mean, yes. I do love gummies. <laughs> Matter of fact, that sounds like the best Thanksgiving ever. Gummy? Gummy and cocktail? I think I'd probably get along with everybody at the Thanksgiving table, no problem. Well, if you got the munchies, you're pretty much, you're fine. Because there's, mean, there's nothing but food on that's Thanksgiving. That's another thing. Gummies and the new way that you, you do it, you don't get the munchies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's like, it's, some, some strands you can, some do not. We like, need someone on here that can break down the THC, the different types. You know, is it, is it, a, is it sativa? Is it a, there's, there's like a whole school of oh, knowledge. I'm sure. You, you could be a weed sommelier. They have them. Yeah. Really? Yes. They like go through every single thing you possibly want. Do and they then, have a different name? Um, no, I don't know. We don't know. Huh. What's huh. a uh, beer person? Cicerone. Cicerone. Yeah. yeah. Huh. What a, do you know? A splifferon. Uh, <laughs> it's a splifferon. <laughs> Although I have to admit, like they don't do, like you can't go to a store, at least I haven't found one. If there is one in DC, like, like let me know. But you can't go someplace and buy, like, you can buy pre-rolled um, joints in, like, most of the stores. But you cannot buy pre-rolled blunts in any of the stores. And to me, growing up in Long Island, in, like, right on the Queens border, like, that is the best way to smoke weed. Although probably not the best thing to say on the show. But no one likes tobacco. Tobacco is the, you know, the people say they smoke weed because I don't, I don't smoke tobacco. So blunt puts you right back in tobacco. I know. I love it. You take the roll, the leaf, and you put it on there, and it's like all smooth. Wait, I want, Perfect. I want everyone to see what you just do. Do it again. It's all smooth. Everyone, <laughs> listen close so you can see what she's doing. I'm rolling my hand very gently. It's all smooth. 
Hey, I told you all, I'm from Elma, New York. Like, I didn't like make that up. She said you put it on there. I did not make that up. And, and just in case you didn't know what Elma, New York was, it's like we're literally borders Jamaica, Queens, and Linden Boulevard. So if you ever listen to any rap, period, uh, or hip hop in the beginning, then. Primarily Quest. So there you go. Well, that, and then like, you know, his name just went out of my head because LL Cool. Oh, this is the best. LL Cool J's fan mail was on um, Elmont Road where I grew up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Gina, yeah. Gina was the, the president of the fan club. Now, the he's still Ladies he, love James Todd. Let me tell you, he <laughs> still looks good. Todd. Oh, he does. He still looks good. He still good. looks LL. good. He's on, yes, he's on that lip sync show as a judge. He looks great. I, I, he licks his lips too much for me. I don't know if it. <laughs> I mean, if you find that attractive, your wife has a problem. You know? You know? Like, Let's have a cocktail. Let's make a cocktail. Um, so I wanted to do something a little bit different, right? So I was kind of thinking about like what, you know, we do all these every year. We do, you know, I, we always do a bourbon drink. We're always like, this is bourbon. We're going to do bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. Yes. And, Who would do a bourbon drink? Right? And uh, we're going to do bourbon again. No, but anyway, <laughs> I wanted to just do it a little bit differently. I didn't want to do another old fashioned, although old fashioned is my favorite drink ever. Um, this is, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had a Thai iced tea, like a condensed milk iced tea, where you take like dark tea and you put condensed milk and then you pull it. So we're gonna we're gonna make one of those actually. So we're gonna take um, condensed milk and pumpkin pie, and we're going to take us a, a pumpkin not pumpkin pie mix, like a pumpkin mix, and it's gonna come out of a can. So get real excited. It's real. It's really funny. <laughs> so. It's super fresh condensed milk. Comes right out of the Safeway can. It's amazing. Um, condensed milk, honestly, is just get. Is it bought in? Just get, yeah, <laughs> just get, uh, just get sweet condensed milk. It's not really anything that different between that and and and, and um, the fancier names. And honestly, it's so cheap; it doesn't really matter. Um, and then we're gonna just use a pumpkin uh, pumpkin mix. So you have no excuse why you can't do this at home. But how we're gonna make ours a little bit different is we're gonna put a little bit of alcohol in it and we are going to add the spices in a different way. We're gonna add chartreuse and we're gonna add a little bit of, um, we're gonna use rum or bourbon. It's really kind of up to you guys, although I don't wanna use, I'm gonna use rum because I don't wanna use bourbon this time. So we're gonna put in uh, two bar spoons of pumpkin. And if it's disgusting, it's Dwayne's fault, so don't worry about it. And I, I grew these pumpkins in my backyard. And then we're gonna use about two ounces of condensed milk. Woo, that one's gonna be sweet. I love your jigger. Yeah, my jig. <laughs> yes. I know Louise is actually filming this, which is actually really funier. <laughs> there's, uh, by the way, when you work with condensed milk, there's no way to make it look good. So I, I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to achieve right now. <laughs> All right. Now, here's the, here's the kicker of the whole thing. You need to make sure that your iced tea is steeped dark, meaning that you can't see through it, right? If it, you can't see through your iced tea, uh, it is not steeped dark enough. So, you're gonna do about four ounces in there. And then we're gonna take chartreuse. You're gonna put about one ounce of chartreuse, two ounces of uh, Thrasher spiced rum, and then we're gonna add two dashes of Angostura bitters and we are going to shake this drink and then we will strain it. Guys, if you're at home or listening, you need to do a double strain on this cocktail. So you'll notice that we are not going to use any ice. This is kind of like a Thai iced tea, right? So basically you're gonna dry shake it and then you are going to pour it over ice. Oh, this is a little full. Oh my God, that smells great. I mean, it's gonna taste good. It's just gonna be a giant pain in my ass. There we go. Do people have preferences for small pains in their ass as opposed to giant pains? I... <laughs> Angostura bitters. Where's that stuff come from? Uh, Trinidad and Trinidad. Tobago, just like me? I mean, well, you ask anybody else, they'll be like, it's from India. <laughs> How did the people start getting that lie? Tell I me that. I have no idea. Do you know other people that say that? Like, I mean, I feel like it's not just me that heard, heard that. I don't give them a chance. Just like, I didn't, give you, just like I didn't give you a chance to answer. <laughs> it looks really good. Dwayne was saying the funniest thing before we started the show today. He said that 
I was like, oh, I'm going to make this Thai drink. He's like, you're going to put the bobo in there and do like the um, bubble tea because everyone's into bubble tea right now. I think that's a great idea. Also, I think what's even funnier about that idea is that, and I, and I didn't really think about it until Dwayne said something, was the fact that, has anybody had a pumpkin like bobo tea? Is I there s- is there pumpkin? pumpkin spice made it to the bobo tea world? Yes. It has? Yes. Okay. Where? I need to have that in my life. Uh, there's a place called Supreme Barbecue. I think there's one in D.C. I'm sorry. How does Supreme Barbecue have a uh, bobo tea? Excuse me. It's a Supreme Barbecue, just and it's run by Asian people, like all the best barbecue in D.C. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they have a, a line of boba tea. It's called On, A-U-N, and then T-E-A apostrophe S. On Teas. Mm-hmm. So Auntie's oh, milk get teas. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Auntie's milk teas. Yeah. And they have every flavor you can think of. But is it natural? Like, are you going to put pumpkin in it, or what do you put in it? I have no idea. Nothing. No, at that point, they're just probably flavoring milk. It's all Nestle Quick mixed with tea over uh, all right. tapioca. All right. Pass one, pass one down. Take one down. Pass it around. 99 bottles of bubble tea on the wall. Okay. All right. So a little bit different. Cheers. Cheers. That's disgusting. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Slap your mouth. The thrashers really comes through. That's nice. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Though? Why does that work? It's so funny, right? So were you like Gina took Hold on, wait. Pumpkin slop out of a can. Yes. Mix it with gooey, icky, delicious, uh, condensed milk. milk. Thrashers rum. Yep. Which nobody likes. Todd. <laughs> and it's a spice at that. With with green chartreuse, no, yeah, chartreuse yes, yep. and, and tea. And Angostura bitters. And shook it up. Angostura bitters. And transformed it into something that I would pay money for. And I normally don't even buy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good. It's I like the um you like you said, it's like ooey gooey, like when you take it out, but the texture, it's not there at all in the drink. It's nice and smooth. It's beautiful. So, ready? When you're making any drinks like this and you're going to use condensed milk, you have to pull the drink, okay? So, if you saw it was going back and forth from container to container and you're pulling it, it's the only way to mix them. You can shake it all you want, you have to pull the drink. So, now here's a little, known, little less known fact about me. I worked in a Malaysian restaurant for three years. I pulled more tea and more coffees than I care to ever talk about. So like legitimately, when I said, when I said, when I was saying to you, like, look how smooth it's getting. Yeah. Because the you'll know when it's done, when it starts to glisten. Is it? Isn't is that ridiculous? The, is so the, you're polishing your drink? Isn't it stupid? Yeah. Is it basically adding air then? Is that why the roll, like, I don't you're know that. passing back and well, forth? Yeah. I don't I'm know. just wondering what make because it. Cause it you're definitely adding air, air, but it's also it's rinsing the sides of the tin. Oh. So condensed milk and the pumpkin puree will all kind of stick together. But as she stretched it out, polished the drink. I don't know what that does. Oh, I like polishing yeah. the drink. But it, what she didn't do was add any dilution with ice by shaking it. So it was perfect by the time she poured it over the ice. Yeah, this will become watered down, you know, pretty quickly. So, like, you could, in theory, not do any ice on this drink and serve it hot or cold, whatever you want. That's going to be my next question. And then, question. and then your tea selection is up to you. It's personal. Tea's personal. This is just a nice English breakfast dark tea, you know. But you can do any tea, right? Like anything you like. The only thing I've, I've seen, I don't love. You can do any tea you like. I don't, what tea I don't <laughs> like? I don't like with uh, condensed milk. And a lot of people do. Is I don't like like the oolong teas and condensed milk. It's too. Um, it's too, it's too acidic. Oh. It's too acidic with the milk. For me. Interesting. For me. But I like the smoky flavor of oolong tea in other, in other like aspects of drinks or like how to use it or like even like oolong hot this chocolate. Would, this so is good. What, 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 what I would have never thought of I that. I never say that. P-U-R-E-H-T. Like P-U-R-E-H-T. I never could say it. I don't know. I don't know. You guys don't know tea. Is that a, is that a French tea? No, it's tea. It's, a, it's an Asian tea. Spell it again. Like P-U-R-E-H, I think. Like pure eh tea. Someone Google it. I don't know. Ah. Uh, what does it taste like? Tea. Because <laughs> there's, there's different aspects of it. You know, there, there was a, a wise man. And he can't... Don't laugh. When I'm telling jokes, laugh. But I'm serious right now. And he, 
And he came in and one day and he was sitting down. I mean, I call him a wise man because he sat down and he orders tea. And he's like, he said, you guys don't know tea. And he said, he said uh, you have uh, English tea, which is powerful and aromatic. He said, then you have Bengalese tea, which is full of flavor, a little thin. And then you have uh, some other tea, he said, and he, he gave his characteristics. And a big, good bar conversation, this guy was talking about. He said, you know, and he said, and then he said this, he said, and then you have this pure ad tea. And he said, but I'll tell you about that one tomorrow. Because he hadn't had it yet. So this guy at the bar says to me, he says, he goes, he doesn't know shit about tea. Let me tell you something about tea. He said, you have F-A-R-T, which is full of aroma, but no body. And then you have S-H-I-T, <laughs> which has both aroma and body. And then there is C-U-N-T. <laughs> I'll tell you about that one tomorrow. <laughs> that was a long setup. That was good. Uh, <laughs> See, and I thought you were going to say, an all-known, an all-known wiser by Mr. T, because he knows it all. <laughs> and only to be cooled off by Ice T. Oh, good Lord. Here we go. <laughs> um, and we, uh, we've only had like three shots this morning, so we're, we're in good shape. We're behind the times. Uh, we're getting slow in our old age. <laughs> See, you know what I like about it? Now it's got a little bit of water dilution. Now you're getting like that, um, that chamomile, like uh, herbaceous taste, which is coming straight from the chartreuse. Do you... And it, you barely can taste the shit rum. <laughs> I, I, is, is, is that distillery still even in business? Thrashers? I don't know, Todd. Well, he did buy a giant truck and drives it around town, so I'm going to go with yes. Wow. To match his giant pipe. Yeah. Ooh, you, you know him personally, do you? <laughs> He's also uh, just like the rest of DC does. <laughs> now we're excited. We're excited for him because he just got into the ABC stores in Virginia. So oh, that's awesome. That's Good for nice him. For him. Have that's... you tasted his new age expression that he released? No. Delish. He can actually. He's the guy can make rum. He's aging rum, and the rum tastes good. I mean, good. he does dive. So if you're a diver, you can make rum. So if I'm you a like, diver. So if you like, I can oh. drink rum. Scuba diver, Louise. Mm -hmm. I, I saw your smile. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hello. <laughs> pretty early on a Monday here, but all right, let's do it. I mean, what are you going to do? Kim's over there marking stuff. Going to edit that. Going to edit that. <laughs> uh, they, they brought up muff diving on the show again. <laughs> Only to be followed by muffin milking, and this whole show is not okay. Or greatest podcast ever. You know. Just talk about things that people don't want to talk about sexually. Sexually. Hey, speaking of podcast things in general, I found what a greatest episode ever. Speaking of like sexual things and everything, it is a podcast dedicated to larger, heavy set people and sexual positions that are good for that. And I was like, well, I might stop my diet just based on <laughs> this whole karma sutra of being fat and fucking. I was like, yes. Fat and fucking. It was amazing. So, I mean, I don't know what's more Thanksgiving than that. Well, I don't know about... That's great. I don't know what the topics were, but I had a friend <laughs> whose wife... My, his friend, my friend is larger than me, and his wife was larger than him. Okay. It's so a one day, joking around, we were talking about, so how do you guys even do it? And... Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. And what he said is, well, we get creative, but let me just tell you one of the, my favorite ways. And it, had to, it involved the edge of the bed, yep. <laughs> the edge of the bed, legs straight up, one standing at the edge. <laughs> he said, and once you get the rhythm going, it's hard to stop. <laughs> so this podcast, these two guys talk about like having sex with like larger women, Matt positions, the whole thing. And I'm like, and they talk about the motion. And they said that you once you have this thing going, that it's better than regular sex. And I'm like, what? It's like autopilot, auto just ride the wave. Would I was like, what the fuck? That's what they're talking about. I was like, well, I mean, I've been on this diet for like since April. I'm not sure if I should continue because all of that sounds amazing. She's like, she's like Neil, <laughs> fuck those diets. That's <laughs> I was like, I mean, no, Neil and I have been like watch our carbs. I'm like, uh, should we? I don't know. After this podcast, I mean, he, Neil was fishing last weekend. So when he gets home, I'm going to make him put on the... Um, Put on the podcast and listen to it and see what he thinks. Meanwhile, it's going to be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
couple. It's, a like, couple surf, of long, it's like surfing. Just catch the wave. Uh, a couple of long branches, he'll do anything. I'll be like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> so for our listeners who need to know this podcast, we'll make sure we have a link to it. Gina's going to give it to me. I know, we'll I don't know the, the name. I we'll found figure it. it out. We will figure it out. Make sure it's there. They'll also get this recipe, which has sweet condensed milk in, in it, which might help your goal of being on this, using these tools from this other podcast. Uh, yeah, also, <laughs> definitely, sweetened as milk is not keto-friendly. So if you're on a keto diet, you, I don't know. Yeah. Do they make condensed coconut milk? They do. Is it sweetened? Yes. But that's not, that again, wouldn't be on but keto. you can get it sweetened with alternative sweeteners. They've got ah, everything there for oh, you. Oh, look at that. There you go. So there's yeah. options. It's all, all out right, there. All right, so well, because well, the pumpkin doesn't have any, um, this is just pure pumpkin. So. Which yeah. is still full of carbs. Is it? Oh, but yeah. it's fiber. Good carbs. Wait, oh. that's like the new fake yeah. thing when I tell you like you get a um wait, this is my favorite. You get this giant burrito wrap and it's like, oh, it's here's your here's the amount of carbs, 26 carbs, but it has blah 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 fiber, and then you minus it, so you have five net carbs. No. Guess that's, what that's special burrito? math. Guess yeah. guess what the um nutritionist told me? All of that is still carbohydrates. Yeah. So whatever you're thinking about your net carb intake is Really, at the end of the day, and you want to lose weight, not for you. Yeah. Right? Now, if you want to maintain your weight, great idea. And if you want to gain weight, go the full Monty. You know? But if you do, but, you know, don't be like me. Do exercise, and then you can eat whatever you want. All right. That's, that's my PSA. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Make me this Coke. Let's go to the next strike. Oh, make ready. a drink All right. Here we go. Yeah, I'm ready for a full fatty are experience. You gonna, are you going to switch sides? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Because it's cold during the holidays. It's cold. And I love hot chocolate. This drink's going to take forever to make because I'm making it from scratch. So we're going to talk a whole lot of okay. yin and yang. Well, I like it to sit down. I don't care. It's the best. There we go. I love when we have a guest. Who's a guest? Guest barkeep. I yeah. am Gina. I know. I know. It's true. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, if you've listened to other episodes and you've heard a man say, I am Gina, it's Dwayne. <laughs> Uh, it's Gina. <laughs> uh, oh, you put that directly in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, milk. How much milk did you put in that pot? Uh, uh, three cups. 24 three, ounces milk. Three cups of milk. How many of those little uh, jet puffs are you putting in there? I'm going to put a dozen in here. A dozen marshmallows. So, about three cups. So, three cups of marshmallow, equal yeah. parts. Yep. Pretty <laughs> much. Parts. Okay. Marshmallows to milk. Okay, equal part marshmallows. Okay, marshmallows to milk. Done. You let the milk melt the marshmallows. <laughs> uh, this, you know, this is an amazing ice cream base too. If you take marshmallows and milk and you put it together and you add sugar and then you put it in your ice cream machine, delicious. A little so, bit of salt. So it's really, it's funny you say that because if you take chocolate ice cream, and I'm talking about shitty store brand. Blue Bunny. <laughs> Lucerne yeah, chocolate ice yeah, cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And heat that up and thin it to your consistency with just a little bit of milk and drink that for hot chocolate? Shut the front door. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Um, uh, my That's favorite, what we talk about is delicious. My favorite cheap ice cream um, ever is Blue Bunny. And I'm pretty sure they actually got shut down with like a um, salmonella outbreak, but you could put Blue Bunny on the counter and it will not... What? Become, yeah, will not melt. It just becomes this other thing like what? foam. What's, I wonder what the ingredients are then. Fat. Yeah, <laughs> just pure fat. fat. It's, it's like margarine. It'll melt. It just won't lose its shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like spooning out margarine when you're done. Oh, that sounds awful. No, it's delicious. I find that delicious. So, literally, we have milk, marshmallows, and then cocoa powder. Can you hear that? I can. I can. Is there a certain kind of cocoa powder you suggest? I, well, so I like you guys talking about the anti-fatty and low-carb stuff. I always use 100% uh, cocoa powder, which has no sugar in it. So not uh, hot chocolate. Yes. You know, it's 100% raw cocoa. Yeah, powder. not Nesquik. Don't get Nesquik. Yeah. Get Nesquik. I mean, you can use Nesquik if you like because they have, it has sugar in it. But if you wanted to make this hot chocolate vegan or sorry, keto, you get a can of full-fat coconut milk. Okay. Not the coconut cream that's sweetened. Yeah. You get the coconut milk, uh, thin it with almond milk to get the consistency that you want, use raw cocoa, and then heat that up. I recommend adding a little bit of salt, 
just to, to, to the, those textures. And then sweeten it with your, your, your favorite sweetener. I use, I love uh, this uh, Splenda liquid. Oh yeah, yep. The Splenda liquid, you put a squirt in there and everything's better. Squirt a Splenda. And then all of a sudden you've got this <laughs> Splenda, thick, are you listening? Super needs a, a, fatty. Super fatty. Super fatty, uh, but keto, Friendly. low carb, not low calorie. Low carb. <laughs> Deliciousness. And all of a sudden, look at that. If you're using a small pot like I'm doing, you stir to get it to keep it from overflowing or try to keep it from overflowing. Try to stay ahead of it. Turn off the fire if you're losing that game. Like I have just done. Oh, so you need to really stay on this. Uh-oh, we're flowing, overflowing. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Oh. oh, fail, but I love it. You okay? I'm fine. You need a towel? Not yet. Okay. Hold, please. It's all right. It's always good to see the pros, you know. I just needed a bigger pot. There you go. <laughs> so you just continuously that's, stay on this one. Would you I, stir it consistently then? Yeah, I, I whisk it while it's going or use a bigger pot and then you can stir it and walk away if you want to. But as those marshmallows melt, I'm going to taste this for just... <laughs> it's getting good. Oh, no, it's there. So I guess um, using all those marshmallows sounds like it'd be super sweet, but because you're using unsweetened cocoa, that's, and just oh, a little bit of Splenda. It's still sweet, but you can adjust how many, uh, how many marshmallows you're going to use or not use. And you don't have to put any Splenda if you don't want any Splenda. That looks good. And that, I mean, that's, that's hot chocolate. That's the way it goes. And then... Because Gina said we're not going to drink any bourbon on the show. We're drinking bourbon. No, we're going to drink Long Branch Oh, bourbon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I only add about an ounce of bourbon <laughs> per ounce of cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, a lot. that's a big old ounce. <laughs> it's because good to have friends. <laughs> bourbon hot chocolate. Hot chocolate works with almost any spirit you want to add to it uh gina started with chartreuse um even mezcal works in hot cocoa adding a little bit oh my gosh <laughs> we're all ready that looks delicious that looks like a lot of hours on the treadmill i'm into it now can you put an extra um, marshmallow in there you or? absolutely could but and then, they, they, then you're just trying to take pictures. Don't you know that you have to feed the Instagram first? Feed the Instagram first. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Then drizzle chocolate sauce in the middle, of the, down the inside of your glass. That's going to be the new food critic, the Instagram critic. They'll be like, well, that Instagram page is quite lovely. So we, we gave that restaurant a five-star review on Instagram. Food, two. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's what doesn't taste fucking good. Edible glitter. How much glitter can you put on shit? Just enough. It looks so good. I love you. Don't look at it. Drink it. Cheers. I like the bottom. If you see the bottom, it's layering all the uh, oh, marshmallow. Yeah. Chow to the bow. Cheers. Bourbon hot cocoa. It's hot and delicious. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. I want an extra marshmallow. Mostly because I just like when they're cold and melty and like you, you can eat them because I'm like a fat kid. And that's what fat it kids It is like. Friendsgiving. Yeah. Perfect. We got three that's in. That's it. Yeah. All right, so they're going to go to designateddrinker.show. No, what was that? they should go to designateddrinker.show. Okay. I'm going to have more of this. Oh, and so good. the recipe will be on designateddrinker.show. Absolutely. Oof, that's good. You know what I was just thinking, Dwayne? This would be really good as a frozen hot chocolate in one of the machines. I love it. A frozen hot chocolate. Yeah, for the people that listen to like our show and like other places, they're like, I'm going, to, I'm going to a warm climate for Thanksgiving, so... Yep. I couldn't totally make this and put it in a blender. Delish. Yeah. Ooh. That's the way it is. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, because you're poolside, not beachside, so you don't have to worry about sand getting on, sticking to your marshmallows. What, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what you're going to need to do that? <laughs> a recipe. Oh, yeah, it's true. I watched you. I got it. Uh, Equal parts milk to marshmallows. marshmallows. <laughs> four heaping spoons of fresh co of cacao. There it is. Don't look. Just pour the bourbon. Yes. And stir it. Got it. And don't let it overflow. Oh, no. Let it. 
And then and then let your building building someone else's bar. Do you, make it your aunt's house. Done. Sorry, Aunt Patty. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna screw up your kitchen and. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming she's your aunt. She's going to love it. She's gonna love it. See. Thank you, Aunt Louise. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I did nothing. I know. Uh, next Friendsgiving, Louise should have to host all of us. And she makes the drinks, so we'll ask her questions. Absolutely. I will make the drink, your recipes. No, your own recipes. Oh, my goodness. We'll critique you. Okay. We'll ask you questions on how you came up with this. And, okay. And we want food. Yeah, we want food. And then we'll come up with a clever way of introducing you. <laughs> oh, I got to write my own intro? You got to write no, my intro? Write no, intro. we're going to write it. Oh, no. It's going to be LL. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to be LL, LL, LL. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm going to start working on that show tomorrow. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. The funny thing is, is the cocktail that I make the most is actually one of Gina's cocktails that she made for the human rights, human, uh, what's in the back? And it's HRC, the human yeah. rights campaign, yep. And it is a, uh, it's the, you made a uh, apple cider tequila cocktail. Oh, it's the easiest one. So it's good. So, it's so good and so easy. And everyone's like, oh, it's just, you put tequila and apple cider together? I'm like, I know, right? I know. Crazy thought, everybody. And I give all, I'm like, oh, I can't take any credit. It's all Gina. The mixtress. Well, yep. I am Gina, so. And I am Dwayne. And we are, and we are going to toast and be done with today. There you go. It's the end <laughs> of Friendsgiving. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Cheers. guys. Happy, Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company. 